0: What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discuss Cam Newton heading to New England with some other NFL news. We discuss the NBA, the bubble, that Rona, and everything that's being affected by this virus. We talk about the MLB and the virus. Rona. We talk about the football, the virus, corona. Dude. We sick and tired of talking about the coronavirus, but you need to come in and check out this episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. Oh, excuse me. The water is so frosty. Hey, who? Uh... I'm here with my two boys, Al E. What's good? Another Wednesday. Kind of warm outside. So, what's going on with yourselves?
1: I don't know about you, but I'm like it's it's been raining, so it's been pretty cool over here on my end.
0: No rain in sight the past couple of days I had.
2: <laughs> nah, no, it, it was a little drizzling earlier, but it's definitely a lot cooler. So uh, you know, staying cool, staying hydrated. The H2O is is definitely on deck, so. Mm-hmm. Fresh cut, definitely on deck. Post <laughs> post um post after the barbershop, so I'm still looking decent. As, I, I bi- as the big as big time as t- will stay, I look fly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this fluffy guy is gonna be decluttered be come tomorrow.
2: <laughs> you sure ain't got nothing grown in there like you know, some twigs and <laughs> Might be a bird. <laughs> a bird might come peeking out one day. <laughs> oh man! I shall
1: call him Mini Me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh boy! Wow. Where, where do we start? Where did we start? Uh, thought we cam. Kill a cam. Oh, yes. That's yes. Yes. Cameron Newton to the New England Patriots. Not terribly shocked by this move, I guess. Kind of shocked, but not shocked. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious that they needed a quarterback, but you know, just didn't think they would pull the trigger. Because you know, Cam is such a such a uh, larger-than-life type figure, I guess you could say.
1: But you know what, Ace? I think that you was the one that mentioned that that would be one team that would need his services. I think you mentioned that before on one of the podcasts, so.
0: Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. I mean, because as sad as this sounds, everybody was writing off New England once Tom Brady left. Mm -hmm. Talking about this is Buffalo's, you know, Buffalo's year to do it. And maybe, uh, maybe the Jets, if they could put some stuff together. And now, all of a sudden, you get Cam Newton in they're like, oh, well, New England's back to <laughs> winning, <it." laughs> winning the, uh, the, the division again. It's like, it's like they have no regard <laughs> to the rest of the teams in the, in, in the division, which can you really blame them? Because, I mean, you let one, one, uh, what's the all pro, I guess he would call, consider himself or another, you know, league MVP. So, I mean, plus. The offense is gonna be a lot more dynamic now that you got a more of a mobile quarterback. So you gotta it'll be really interesting to see how things kind of progress. what's your take,
2: Well, I mean, I was shocked. I mean, <laughs> I didn't really think he was gonna get signed this season. Um, but credit to New England. I mean, they they waited to the very last minute and got him on pennies on the dollar. So mm-hmm. I mean you got a one-year in- incentive laden contract. I mean to me, this shows is all you need to know about their their trust and their faith in Jarrett Um But you're right. I mean, once Tom Brady left and they didn't have a quarterback waiting in the wings after they, you know, let, you know, Jimmy G go to the 49ers, I mean, it was hard to not to say that, you know, the Patriots was going to come down a peg or two, especially when they had, Jer- you know, you know Jarrett Stenham in the lineup. <clears throat> me personally, I thought... Bill Belichick will make a, a another winner out of um, Stenham as long as he kept the offense flowing as is. I mean, we saw what happened with the other quarterbacks. Jimmy G looked good. Um, Jacoby Brissett looked good. Hell, um, what's his face that left and went to um, the Kansas City Chiefs um years oh, ago? Oh Castle. Castle yes. looked good. So I thought they would just probably just reinsert Stenham into the to the lineup, keep the same offensive, you know, scheme going, and they'll look good, but You know, it's going to be very interesting to see what Josh McDaniels can do with um, Cam Newton. I hope they don't run him like Carolina did because we saw how well that worked out for him the last couple of years. But if he's fully healthy, um, barring any major setbacks, I would think that he would be starting, if not week one, very shortly thereafter. Um, You can't have a quarterback of that caliber sitting on the bench um, just collecting dust. I mean, no... Disrespect to Stenum, but I mean Cam Newton is is probably the much more polished and better quarterback. Accuracy aside, because we know his accuracy is on the low end of <laughs> low end of it all. But I mean this is going to be very interesting to see how this <clears> offense <throat> operates uh, with Cam and what they're going to do moving moving forward.
0: Well, uh, I think if Cam could pick up the offense and I think New England's gonna be just fine. Their defense was pretty dope last season. So I don't think they lost too much on the defensive side. Just, I just wonder if Cam has enough uh, weapons. He has a decent, he has good tight ends. He has good running backs, but does he have enough uh, weapons on and, and the wide receiver spot to um, to make some things happen? Not saying that Sanu isn't a decent decent wide receiver. Not saying, the uh, the rookie that they had, I forget his name, um, last season. But Trent, I forget his name. But is, is that enough? You know, I don't think they. I, I I still think they need somebody that can stretch the field, and well, they still have Julian Edelman, so they got the underneath guy. Mm-hmm. Eh, still don't think it's enough. I think they need one legitimate big time threat. I say you knock you knock the dust off of. Uh, there's, uh, there's Brian. <laughs> Why not? He, he paid pennies on a dollar for, uh, for Cam. You can get this nigga for, uh, for uh, two bits on a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> two bits of the, of the bag of pennies or some shit. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm surprised that they did sign Cam, but, um, just to play a little bit of devil's advocate. I mean, I know they got him for a year. I, I, I'm i I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical with, with the Patriots because you're right. I mean, with Cam's talent and being who he is, by all means, he should be, at least it's his job to lose for the starting quarterback. But with the Patriots, just overall... I'm very curious to see if they're going to give that opportunity at this stage. And to be honest, I'm really curious to see what fans think about it because they're so used to having a typical all-American quarterback. So you insert Cam into the picture now um, who is definitely not your, what they have vision um, as their type of quarterback. I'm very curious to see how, He's going to be received once he starts playing his first preseason game. I think they're going to love him, personally. You talking about you talking about New England now? Yeah. No yeah. matter what, do you think that as long as he's a part of the team, he's they're going to support him no matter what, through thick and thin, even with the interviews, the the, the with everything that goes on.
2: He got to he got to win. <laughs> But the but the one thing they got going is that it wasn't like the New England Patriots, you know, kicked kicked Brady out the door to bring in Cam, you know, basically some contract issues and Brady basically just walked uh-huh. and and they just literally took Cam, you know, off of waivers real cheap. So, you know, I think though, I don't know how, I agree, I don't know if they're going to be real supportive of him in the beginning, but... If he starts getting into winning some games, you know, yeah, of them, <laughs> of
1: course. Now, he, 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 here's my next question with that because th- does that would if he starts winning games, would that be because of him or would that be because of the system that he's in now? Well,
0: I don't think he's going to be in the same system that
1: Tom. Oh was. no, no, he's not going to be in the same system as Tom Brady. They're going to confine. They're going to maximize his strengths. Mm-hmm. I get that. But what I'm saying is that would that be more of because the system is probably go, is most definitely going to adapt to Cam Newton. My thing is that would that be because now the system adapt or because of Cam Newton himself?
2: Uh, I think it depend on his play and if his play much resembles what it looked like in Carolina or is it different? If it's different and he plays better, then you credit it to the system. If it's similar to Carolina which I'm sure Josh McDaniels is going to incorporate some stuff and then it looks good even better than what Brady had and that's asking a lot being gonna have to say it's the player but I mean the cupboard is not totally bare. I agree with you Ace you need some people to stretch the you know the field and Cam like pushing pushes the ball down the field mm-hmm. this team with the receivers is much more intermediate to medium underneath stuff so it didn't have to rely on Brady to throw rocks down the down the field until he absolutely needed to. So, yeah, I could see them trying to go out, maybe trying to get somebody to stretch the field. But I don't know. It depends on how he looks and if he's playing in more of the system that the Patriots run, or is it more of a system tailored to him and the offense runs better or more efficient efficient than what the Patriots had last year with Brady? Well,
0: I'm curious. You definitely got my attention. And now, if, now that they've, uh, the NFL has canceled the first and fourth preseason games.
2: It's the now, first? Well, they did say two, but I wasn't sure which one they were going to be.
0: Yeah, the first and the
2: fourth. No. So really, you're really first and second week.
0: <laughs> but they're
2: just calling it the first and the fourth.
0: So the starters is only going to play one game or half of one game which is probably the second game, <laughs> play a, a series and then a half and then go go for broken the regular season. So I, I know everybody's going to be tuned in on that first preseason game when they see Cameron that the in uniform. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Football has always, always been kind of intriguing, and that move was definitely something. So it definitely caught my eye. Now, if we just have some positive college football news, I'd be happy.
2: <laughs> well I believe talking about um you know you know closing up shop and running it in the springtime which is actually not a not a bad idea. Um the uh, the Power 5 conferences they didn't basically you know scoff at the idea. They just said that's like you know the last option but you know mm-hmm. it might be something a little bit more You know, palatable, you know, as the closer you get to September. And if, you know, cases in some of these southern states, you know, with, you know, cases really spiked, they're still high. I mean, you might have to say, let's let's wrap up shop until the summertime, but then you're running into TV networking and who's going to be playing. Because when you're in the spring, then you're running right smack dab in the basketball and March Madness. So it's going to be who's going to get what kind of love. So that's probably another reason why they're, they're not totally scoffing at the idea, but they're like, "We're going to attempt to go in the fall if, you know, all things being, you know, con- you know, good."
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: The question is, is basically
1: whether or not they're going to be able to do it, and uh, the way things are going looking right now, it's it's highly suspect at this stage.
0: Well, power f- for the Power Five, you know. The- Football is such a high, you know, generates all their revenue for all the other sports that except for men's basketball in, in most cases, not all, you know. Um, these schools are really banking on <laughs> They're already mad, you know, they're already pissed off that they, they weren't able to bank on the uh, NCAA tournament.
2: A lot of money lost.
0: Yeah, they lost a ton of money. So that's their spring going into early fall money. Now they're dipping into their reserve funds and stuff like this is what causes schools to raise uh, tuition. <laughs> you know, that's how they offset some of those uh, them costs. So somebody's going to be eating it.
1: <laughs> to be honest, the way things are right now, I mean, co- colleges are going to lose money regardless, whether it's either sports, whether it's going to be tuition. Um, it's not as many people are going to be a quote unquote good to go to be a part of their university because of what's been going on so they're going to they have to i I have i see a lot of universities dipping into their reserves a lot more um for the next couple of years at least until everything is the ship is right so to speak well
0: regardless if these these kids go to school online or if they go to school in the classroom Colleges' tuitions ain't well. The only reason they will lose money is because of room and board. But yeah, um, but if they don't have to pay workers to to cook and do all these other sort of things, you know, you hate to say furloughs and all that type of stuff, but that's the way it's looking. That's the way it's coming. You know what I mean? So.
1: I mean, like some of the colleges, some of the universities already cut funding for some of the other athletics out there, mm-hmm. like rowing and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's... all oh, the yuppies is complaining. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> without question, without, without question. So it's yeah. getting there, it's definitely getting there.
2: Yeah, I mean, even, you know, with my job, when we deal with a lot of the um, food services with college campuses, I mean, right now, majority of the college campuses as it stands today you know, still have all intentions of opening in the fall. And I think most of them to some degree will, but it's kind of like, yeah, we got to open because we got some money to make up and some bills to pay. And they still take the money from mill plans, but mm-hmm. they're kind of looking like, you know, they're really praying and crossing their fingers that, that things don't get to a point where you got to like totally shut it down. I mean, it's, you know, even like I said it before, there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable, unpopular decisions that are going to occur until a vaccine happens. And right now is one of those acceptable risks to a certain to a certain point that these schools are probably going to be willing to take. Now, some people want to do online, yeah, but they got to have some students in school to be able to justify having a football team play in, in the fall, be yeah. it fans or no fans.
0: Right. Right, very true. Very true. So, I don't know, man. Uh, I hope they figure out something because I love to see some college football. I love to see all sports personally, but but I also want to see people stay safe and not get sick and see any uh, untimely situations happen to anybody. So, you know, I guess they got to do what's right. As you can see, a lot of the, you know what this is. We're talking sports. I'm not about to get into my whole Rona rant from last week. So anyway, because <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I'm about to start talking about work again. <laughs> That's why I need time off of work, man, because there's too, too much shit up here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hate this damn Rona. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't we all.
0: Yeah, this is stopping me from enjoying some good. It's sad that I got to sit here and watch video games on TV. Not that I'm mad.
1: No, I'm mad. Oh, no, no, I'm mad. I'm mad. Like, all jokes aside, I always say this. I don't need to see something that I could just play myself. Like, I could really be participate and be a part of it and just play it at home. Like, I, I guess it's because I'm not that type of dude that will play against people online as much. But I just feel as though that if I'm playing a video game, why do I need to see it on TV when I could just play it at home? Exactly. I I really don't get the fact that you're pushing the video aspect of it. Now, mind you, if it works for some people or others, that's fine. I don't got a problem with it, but that's not for me. If it ain't live or five people actually playing the sport, it's not, you know, unless I'm playing it, I'm not too comfortable seeing it. I would not watch it on on any TV show at this stage.
0: I'm just tired of all the sports being reruns.
1: You can watch them,
2: yeah, pretty much. But you can watch some top-ranked boxing on um, ESPN on Tuesdays and, and Thursdays.
0: Yeah, but see, I'm not a huge boxing fan.
2: <laughs> it's the only thing, that's the only show going right about now. Well, yes. that and NASCAR and golf.
0: I could watch golf, but and I don't know if you're <laughs> watching the car go in
1: circles, but, you know,
0: even golf with no fans kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you, seeing baseball, like the Japanese baseball team, I mean, baseball out there with the, the pinup um, in the stands, mm-hmm. it's not really, you know, it it kind of, like, seems so cartoonish.
2: but um, dolls they got sitting up there?
1: Yeah, with the dolls up there. I, I mean, they're better off just having no fans. I'd rather see that than see Maple believe people, Maple Leaf cardboard, standing up, you know, in the stands. It just doesn't do it for me.
2: Well, maybe for baseball, it won't be that bad because majority of the time when you're at those games, it's, it's dead quiet. What well, I'm saying dead quiet, but it's not like at a football game or you know, where people are, you know, making a lot of noise. True. I mean, when you're the baseball game, you know, Ace, you know, you've been in parks, you know. We've been in parks and you're watching TV. Most of right. people are sitting there just with their bearing hand. Just
0: Yeah, I think what, a lot of times when you're at the park, what you're hearing outside of – when a ball is hit or something like that. You're just hearing idle chatter. You're just hearing, like, 50,000 people just chatting amongst one another talking about whatever the hell they're talking about other than the game itself.
2: Yeah, the most live person talking are the commentators until something happens, like, you know, like a home run, and everybody's you know, uh, but outside of that, it's just low, low murmurs. Right.
0: And I guess that's what makes the game so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah sitting out in that hot sun with a cold beer because <laughs> <laughs> you need it because it's hot.
1: <laughs> now that you mention it, it is when you see the fans interaction sometimes, it is kind of, it, it It does, it, it makes it more enjoyable to watch.
0: Yeah, when you, baseball is a lot of fun when you're in the stadium because it's just a lot of the stuff going on. It's just something different. You know what I mean? I, I love going to a game now. In my older age, can I sit down and watch a nine-inning baseball game on TV? <laughs> Probably not, unless it's the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> catch a few innings, but I ain't got in me like that, like I used to sit there and watch a game from beginning to end.
2: <laughs> no, here's a baseball topic, Ace. You, t- you t- texted out earlier. Bobby Bonilla gets his yearly <laughs> one million-plus check from the – from the um, New York Mets, based on a contract that they decided to defer payments starting a couple of years ago to what, 20-something or... 20, 20,
0: 32, I think. He'd be 75 by the time this all started.
2: Yeah. He, he...
0: Whew. Smart.
2: <laughs> well, smart on him. Dumb on the Mets.
0: <laughs> oh, but I think I read an article with Darren Williams.
2: Yes, <laughs>
1: God, that was dumb on the Mets.
0: <laughs> he,
2: yes, he,
0: he the shit out of the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: did, they just made the final payment, to <laughs> final installment on his payment, so he is completely off the books. Oh, and people were saying like, "Yo, if that was the case, and he's still on the roster, I mean, on the um, payroll, he they should have brought him down to Orlando.
2: <laughs> <laughs> got to lose." So hold on, so, how, so how, how how much are they still paying them? Oh, man.
1: five mil. Yeah, it was a, still average of five mil per year.
2: And the man was even uh, not even, not long not playing on the squad, but not playing in the league? Yeah. He's not even, yeah,
1: it's been since that stint with the um Cavaliers when he was in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, That was the, yeah, that was 16, 17, something around there. So that was like the last time he played. Man, look. That's the way I would do it. To be honest, I'm surprised that a lot don't do it now. Right. Like, from a thinking aspect of it. Like, I mean, the people, that, the players in the league, especially the older players, are should be at a position where they'd be like, you know what? I'm going to get my money. Um, I've been a veteran in the league, but I'm going to push it so that I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to take my, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch this out as long as I can. Like mm-hmm. why try to get your money in one boat when you can then take that money and stretch it as long as you can? Like I'm so surprised that a lot of players or pros, pro athletes, don't do that. Like Bobby Bonilla still hasn't been playing in how long, and he's still getting a, a residual income. And that's
2: <laughs> what, and, and that's on the Mets' fault because the Mets thought they were trying to pull a fast one because they had some money tied up with um. The whole Bernie Madoff thing, but when mm-hmm. that went south, and you know they thought they were going to double their money and then come back and be like, "Well, here's all of it right now." No, they got stuck holding the bag, so now they <laughs> got to still keep cutting a million dollar check, of monies which they thought they were going to double up on and be able to just say, "Well, well, here, here's all the money now. Just just take it. We're not going to pay you for the rest of the years." But yet they now they caught <laughs> having to stretch that payment out over what. How many? How many years? <laughs>
0: oh, so twenty thirty two. I think he hasn't played since two thousand one.
2: Yes,
1: two thousand
0: and one. <laughs> Let me tell you something. And if he and if he parlayed his money right, all he doing is stashing that money, saving it for his kids or his grandkids or something like that, great grandkids. That's all he doing. You know what I'm saying? As long as he kept his money right and didn't get into no financial problems, his his kids' kids are living properly. <laughs> for a very long time, <laughs> yes. Smart man, smart man. But yes, uh, I'll be doing the same damn thing. You know, I would come in as the rookie. You know, whatever. If I came in, became a star, pay me, and then that next contract, yeah. Let's see how we can do this. Where twenty years after I'm out of league, I'm still collecting the check. <laughs> 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 you know, everybody should be following that model, but. The pioneer of the of the fleece. He did it right. He did it right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so labeled as the Bobby Bonia contract going forward.
0: Hey, still get shot pissed off. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes, he's he's angry about that.
0: (laughs) Oh, his emoji set it off. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But uh Wow. Um Switching gears, I know we talked a little NFL. We talked a little college football. Hell, we even touched on baseball. 60-game season. That's it. They're doing their testing. We'll get down to that as it gets closer. But the NBA, as the corona totals skyrocket in Florida, and the NBA continues to push forward with playing in Orlando. Uh, Fun fact, did you you know that Orlando – itself or excuse me disney world itself is the size of san francisco yes 44
2: square miles Mm -hmm.
0: and that's why i always wondered why i haven't seen the magical kingdom from the damn street because it's somewhere deep in somebody's woods
2: (laughs) you you gotta you gotta go deep in there to see that man
0: (laughs) In other words, you gonna pay me to come see that? We are going to street, bastards. Anyway, <laughs> um, with all that being said, if you were on said potential team to make the playoffs and an NBA player, how would you feel about going into Orlando? Hell, just Florida, period. Knowing what this virus skyrocketing the way it is, and, um, how would you feel? Would you go to you know, try to secure the bag, or is your family more important than securing that securing that baby? And let's, put a, let's preface this one preface. You're not a superstar.
2: Go. Well, I would be conflicted in the fact that you said I'm a superstar, which means I ain't making superstar contract money, where I can just easily just scoff at not going and not getting my money. Um, cause I'm pretty sure they're not telling people that if you don't go, you still want to get a check. Um, so and, unless that is understood then I ain't going, however, I'll be very conflicted, but <clears throat> I, I will probably still go and, 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 test it out. I mean, you know, the measures that they, that they're putting in place are pretty darn good. Um, in spite of, you know, you know how things are but i would be very conflicted and very concerned you know it'll probably be a conversation with the family and like you know you know do we have enough money if i say no that we're good to go and we're not jeopardizing anything else you know on the other hand if it's like yeah but you know some bills got to get paid you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then i'll have to you know you know have to you know tough it out and go and and just hope and pray you know they're testing you know every day they said so I mean and the way Adam Silver looks like he seems pretty pragmatic to the fact that you know if it gets to the point where they can't do it he's going to shut it down question is if you shut it down for any length of a time for let's say a week or two do you restart it up or do you just basically kill the whole show and send everybody home so not being a superstar, not having a superstar money where, you know, I'm, I'm not good and my finances were a little shaky, I would probably would go. I completely agree. Um,
1: I would definitely have to consult with the family first. Um, and then I, 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 yeah, it would all depend on how much I really need the money. Um, The team at this point will understand if I decide not to. So it's not really a a big issue at this stage. Um, It's just more so the fact that the health is more important. Mm -hmm. Bottom line, so at this stage, I would rather be more comfortable at home than make that risk. But at the same time, I also understand that if the money is there and I need that money, it doesn't hurt as well. I just got to make sure that I avoid everything and sanitize, like, the plague, you know, like, sanitize <laughs> everything and just make sure that I stay on top of, uh, stay, you know, play with the, you know, have my face mask and everything. Just make sure I do what I need to do to make sure I, when I come home, I don't contract it because I don't want that risk to happen towards family. So I, I get it. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if... The players go. I wouldn't be mad if they don't go. I mean, because you have to understand both sides of it. So,
0: hmm. I don't know. Like both of you, I'd be really conflicted. Um, but my question would be: If I were playing in the season, now here's the question: In the NBA, do they get play? Do they get paid during the regular season, like a weekly check or bi-weekly check, or do they kind of like get a lump sum? I know like in football, they get a a check every week, uh, like every Sunday or something like that. And I believe in baseball, they get a check every seven to 14 days or something like that. I'm curious about how the NBA gets paid. Um,
2: Uh, I don't think they get paid weekly. I think they get paid depending on your contract and how it's broken out. Some people get paid monthly or some people get paid every couple of weeks. So it's... I think it varies based on your contract and how much you're making, so. Okay, yeah. And some people like, you know, LeBron and Steph Curry got, got their money up front. <laughs> right, which they
0: didn't really need it, but like, I guess. <laughs>
2: um,
0: <laughs> I would have to, like, both of you really sit down and kind of look at my budget to see if these eight games are even worth it, if, I'm, if my team is going to – if they're not going to make the playoffs or not. If the eight game eight game pay is worth me coming in there risking my health, or however long you know, if that two weeks while I'm in landed well, not even two weeks, more like six weeks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because you're in a uh, you know you're dealing with uh, whatever it is that you're dealing with with practice and different things. Um, but I guess my competitive spirit and my love of the game would make me want to go out there and actually, and in hopes that, you know, my, my decision was the right decision if we make it to the playoffs or at least I could try to at least get a little bit more Make going out there and risking the possibility of risking my health a little bit more worth it in the long run.
1: Yeah. The only thing I would be concerned is, is after the practices and after the games, like um, with – how would I mean? I know you're in a bubble and everything, but you know, doesn't mean that people are still going to step out of that bubble or do some things differently. Like, I would, there has to be some logistics into how they do handle this going with the hotels, the rooms, the whole shebang who's cleaning the rooms, you know. You have, Like I said, you have to be like a real germaphobe to be like, I need to know every little detail, who's been, where, whatever the case may be, so that I don't risk getting uh, getting affected um, with it. So, um, I think that with the practices and everything else, I think that as long as they're doing what they're supposed to do on their end, and I do what I do on my end, I mean... You just have to, you know, just have to. Some people may have to risk it.
2: So, yeah, and, and to that point, Al, I mean, yeah, it's logistics about being in that bubble. I mean, it's not like going to have armed guards, you know, with with machine guns posted at the end. You know, the the entrance and the exits where you try to run out. You know, you know they tell you to go back. I mean, I mean, everybody knows what they're down there for. Everyone is going to have to basically be like, look, you know, we can't let one person fuck up the whole thing. I mean. Right. If we all want to finish this season, we all came down here. You all know what's at stake, and you all know what we're here to do. So if you want to finish this, you know, as well as everybody else here does, then don't be stupid. But like you said, how that's going to, you know, deter from somebody being like, you know, after a month, they're like, oh, need a break. They want to go out there to Florida someplace and, you know, toss up a couple of bills, make it rain somewhere. Then they can get back. Nah, dude, you can't even bring that stuff in house. (laughs) And to me, uh,
0: (laughs) this is not kind of crazy unless it's NBA sanctioned, COVID tested uh, entertainment. (laughs) But you're not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but and this, and like you said, you don't want to go back. We don't want to go back into that, to this whole thing, but you're still going to a state where like, it's not even on lockdown like that. So this is a big risk involved. I think it would be much more, people would be a little bit more at ease if it wasn't at a or if Florida was a lot more locked down with protecting themselves um, then I think it would be a lot more at ease. But the way it is right now, players have every right to be iffy about this whole situation.
0: Mm-hmm. But I think what it all boils down to, like we all said, you know, how broke are they? <laughs> at least those that really need to check versus those are just playing because they don't know if they'll make it back.
2: And I yeah. believe it was uh, – was it Dame Lillard or the other player from Portland Trail Blazers? Um, what, uh, CJ McCullough? Yeah, where well, he said he believes that um, over 80% of the players in the league live check to check. I believe I believe it. <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> we know damn near 90% of the NFL players <laughs> live with some checks to check.
0: Yeah, you'd be lucky some of them football players play four or five years in the league and make three million dollars. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. So if you think people are sitting there kind of going back and forth about playing with the NBA and they're in a in a bubble, you can kind of isolate, you ought to know the guy the NFL is like well, they're gonna they're gonna risk it because they need the money.
0: <laughs> you know they piss poor with their damn money management. <laughs> 80, 80% of NFL players are broke <laughs> within so many years of getting out of the league.
2: And all the baby mama checks gonna still keep going. So he, <laughs> I don't think there's no COVID relief on that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is
2: true. <laughs> that is
1: true.
0: Oh man. Well, I don't know, man. I um I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh but with what with, with any sport, they have to just realize that folks are gonna be, you know, testing positive. It's just a matter of how you're going to deal with it, how you're going to cope with it. Are they going to extend rosters so that they could deal with this sort of issue? It doesn't
2: appear that, like they are at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, not before people get down there. I mean, you've seen um, Av Bradley say he ain't playing. He didn't test positive, but he's not playing. But they already brought in J.R. Smith, um, a couple of cats from the Nets. Um, who was it? Um, two oh, players. DeAndre Dua and Spencer Dinwiddie. But was, was the Nets even one of the teams even going? Say it again? Was the Nets even one of the teams even scheduled to go? Yeah, they're seventh place right
1: now. So, they, no. they're scheduled to go. Um, they already bought in um, some of the replacements. I know they re- they bought in a replacement for um, Spencer um, at this moment. I know they brought in Tyler Johnson and Justin Anderson. Since I'm a Nets fan, I know these things. Were um,
0: these G League cats or these are these dudes are free agents?
1: Uh, Tyler Johnson Tyler Johnson played in, with Phoenix um, they brought him in um but Justin Anderson was with the their um G League affiliate Long Island uh, mm-hmm. so they brought him in um at this stage I think somebody else I know DeAndre I know it was Spencer and I believe it was one more player um that they lost as well so like literally half of the roster of the next roster is not gonna be there mm-hmm. So, and to be honest, it's, I, I have a feeling that it's gonna. I'm not saying in general the NBA players is gonna increase as more testing come out, more players are gonna come out prove positive, mm-hmm. which in turns more people is gonna you know they're gonna need more replacements. And I think that's gonna be the same thing with the NFL is gonna do. Once the testing comes into place when the season or right before the season starts, that's when you know it's gonna be a. That's when you're gonna know what players, NFL players wise. Is going to be either tested positive or and need to be replaced, or they're going to have to find some type of contingency plan in that short amount of time to replace all those players who get tested positive. Mm-hmm. So that's what the NBA is doing now. It would not be surprised if the NFL is going to be going the same route eventually. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, at least for football, you, you, they were the fifty-three man roster. Which you think they need to up it to like seventy?
1: No, I think that what they're going to do is just going to be it's going to be if someone gets affected is replaced, just find and replace. Um, if whoever, you know, whoever is affected, then they'll find somebody with, they'll even look, they'll bring in somebody. So whoever, like say, for example, like with, um, like say, for example, Spencer did he found out he got, I mean, Spencer did what he found out he was tested. Um, so, obviously he's staying home. So then the Nets went out and got in Justin Anderson. So I think it's going to be as one player gets tested positive, that's when their team is going to look for a replacement. I don't see them doing it where they expand in the roster.
2: No, I mean, they'll probably just utilize basically the, the practice squad members a little bit more than they would prefer to bring people on, um, or, you know, and then use people that are still on free agency. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to extend – they haven't said anything about extending the roster. As a matter of fact, the NFL has been pretty mum about their plans moving <clears> forward. But like I said last week, I think they're kind of waiting to see how the NBA and MLB, how their startup goes. And that'll probably, then you'll probably start hearing what they're going to do. Cause they don't want to get, to me, I think they don't want to get locked down into anything right now. So they don't say anything until let's say, I mean, like you said, they dropped two preseason games. So you, you probably won't hear anything until, at best guess, probably mid to late July or maybe – no, probably early August about what they're all going to do. If that be enough time for the NBA to get started, Major League to get started, and they can kind of see how how shit how fucked up it gets <laughs> with those guys, especially Major League when they're not in the bubble. You know, you can see how fucked up it is, and then you can kind of pattern after that, so –
0: Uh, well, how do you guys feel about extending the practice, practice squad people? I don't know. You know, I'm not familiar with basketball in a sense. I know they have 15 on the bench or 12 or 15.
1: Well, it's 15, but I think they just increased it to 17 now.
0: Okay. Because the reason why I say this is because you're not, the NBA is at a point where they don't have the ability to pick some dumb off the street that's not in shape and try to get them into some sort of game shape to be ready if they're. Deep in the playoff run, so they have to they have to uh, to increase the roster so that at least they can practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, have them as a do not play or something like that. But they got to be able to practice and get the wind up and be ready for if something should happen at a at a at a minute's time. And I wonder if they'll have those extended players be designated as COVID players. In other words, you know, you can't have it so that say the guy that just uh, was his name Johnson that just came in for the Nets.
1: Tyler, Jim, Tyler Johnson. So
0: say he comes in, but it's not COVID, <laughs> he breaks his leg game three or something like that. You can't use that 15th, 16th, or 17th player to say because dude broke his leg. You got these three players strictly for the fact that somebody should test positive. You know, and this is the reason why you're bringing them in. I wonder if that's the way every sport is going to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Because it wouldn't be you wouldn't do that in the case if if the season was normal, dude breaks sure. his lead, You find somebody in free agency, and this or you trade for somebody, and then that's what you know is what it is. But I guess they have to kind of find keep some sort of competitive balance so that it does. You know, a team doesn't take some sort of advantage of a situation.
2: Yeah, they might. I mean, um, how they're going to do? I, I agree, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you think about it now: on a normal person breaks a leg, the next next person up got to go. I mean quarterback is injured, backup got to go. You know, wide receiver gets injured and second backup got to go. Two wide receivers get injured, then you go to the practice squad and bring somebody in or you might bring somebody off the street. So, I think for one or two people that are testing positive, they're probably not. But if you get, like, multiple cases Mm -hmm. on one team where you just can't backfill it properly and then not have anybody to backfill who you have to, you know, who you brought in, then yeah, but I could maybe after the, once the season starts, probably before they might allow people to kind of you know come in and come out based on you know preseason and so on test positive. But I think once the regular season starts, they probably may, may have a pool of people they can probably pull from. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe good. A B gets a shot <laughs> if, if one <laughs> team gets gets get, gets uh gets hit real bad. <laughs>
0: You know, especially football injuries happen all the time. So it's true. It's, it's definitely, all, you know, so.
2: Oh, quick question. Um, i want to ask you guys, did any of you watch the ESPN backstory about LeBron James' decision? And I know LeBron James is not our favorite topic to talk about. No, it ain't ours. And it really is not mine, but... I was curious if any of you guys got a chance to see it because I just saw it today, actually.
0: I saw the tail end of it. I didn't I didn't see much of it.
1: I officially banned myself from watching anything LeBron at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just that uh, it's, it's too much. It's too much. So I'm self-quarantined from LeBron right now.
2: Well, to save you the trouble, it was just going into the backstory of how that decision, how the the idea to put the decision on TV came about, and then the fallout about it. But you know, they were trying to, on the one hand, saying, "Well, it was a bad decision," and he kind of made amends by going back to Cleveland and winning a you know championship, But saying, "But if it wasn't for that decision." Then he ushered in this player empowerment where guys were able to basically move move around and create their own super teams when, in actuality, I mean, to be fair, only thing that LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch did and it, it would have been mellow if he didn't sign a long-term deal is that they just basically um, found a loophole, <laughs> in the way the contracts are being designed and just sign short-term deals. And LeBron James and Dwayne Wade had the cachet to kind of enforce that. Mm. And then they were able to just sign short-term deals one in, opt out. So it wasn't like they just changed anything drastically. All they, all that they did was, in my opinion, just, you know, maximize a loophole in the way that the NBA contracts based on the CBA were done. And NBA has yet to close out that loophole.
0: I think they like the fact that these players are generating what they're doing. But, but what makes the big three from Boston different from the big three in Miami? They not utilize the same loophole.
2: No, because the big three from Boston, they there were some trades it wasn't like the players all opted out of their contracts on the same year and all decided to go to the same team, take less money to all play together. Mm. Because, like, um, Paul Pierce was already there, KG got traded, and then I think Ray Allen, either he signed with them or got traded, one of the two.
0: Mm. That's about a natural big three could come up. That was a beautiful thing. Well, I mean, there's always been some big threes in the past, too, but you know, I, I, do you feel comfortable with that loophole? I mean, I, I understand why the NBA hasn't done it because it makes things a lot more interesting and creates dynasties and all types of crap. But if if you were an NBA exec designed to define loopholes and close them, would you close it? Or would you continue to let it have this sort of a ripple effect?
1: Me personally, I would keep it going because it's all they doing is generating more money for me. From a business from an owner standpoint, like who wouldn't want to see a game when you have the super big three playing again, or if you have the super big three on your on your team, you like ticket prices will go skyrocket. Fans will come just to see them play. And if you're on another team, you're another team, you could raise those ticket prices for when they come and play you. So as an owner, I would keep it without no with no question. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think for for the league as a whole, um, I don't think um, I think Adam Silver is more a proponent of it because it is much more publicity for the league, brings more focus and attention. David Stern, I don't think, was all that thrilled about it. Yeah. Um, from a owner perspective, from a big market team, well, hell yeah, keeping in play. <laughs> but from a lower market team like Oklahoma City or some other players, you know, they hate it. They hate it. And they want Adam Silver and you want the rest of the NBA people to go in there and kind of, I think they're going to adjust it in a way where they can do those, you know, two, two year deals and one year opt out. You know, I think they're going to adjust at least that portion where you have at the very least, you know, do two years committal and then that third year, you know, maybe, but the way that LeBron James is milking the Cleveland Cavaliers for the last those last three seasons, with, held him at hostage. And then once he left, he left them with nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah, but let's be honest. Like, that was going to be the case anyway. Yeah. Um. I mean, with any superstar. Like, you try your best to do your – you do whatever it takes to get them to stay. And in doing that, you bring in all these veterans, trade away your young assets – um, you slow down your rebuild process, and then you're trying to win now. And then at the end of the day, when you don't win now, you gotta start all over again from scratch instead of investing in doing making a better investment of your younger core.
0: I'm sorry, I kind of, I kind of daydreamed about the the times when remember that Oklahoma City Thunder squad when they had four big name players, homegrown, mm-hmm. all drafted. And then they got crushed in the playoffs by Miami, and then the team just kind of dwindled from that point on. That,
1: I, that was the owner. that was ownership. That was ownership.
0: Harden was sick and tired of being a six man. I could
1: I could see why. But then you do what you need to do to keep them there. Like they lowballed was, them. They lowballed him. That that was ownership. Like to be honest, and it was. It, it's funny that you mention that because. Um, Paul George was saying, I think not too long ago, maybe this past weekend, that he was saying that um, they had the opportunity when he was in Indiana, they had the opportunity to get one of the best power forwards in the league. And the organization decided not to to even pursue him, even though the power forward was willing to come to to Indiana. He said that um, they didn't even pursue him. So that's when Paul George knew that he had to leave. He's like, yeah, I ain't trying to win here.
0: So they're trying to go after KD.
1: No, I think it, I think the powerful way he was talking about was Anthony Davis. I'm not sure, but I think he was referring to
2: Anthony.
0: It's K- no, KD don't even play. Th- he don't play for. He more of a three.
2: Correct. No, he, right. he played the three. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And that only comes from owners being cheap. They don't want to sit there and spend money. They want to put more money in their pocket. Correct. You so when you got an owner who wants to win, he'll do whatever it takes to get the players there. If it means sacrificing some of his millions to, to do what he, you know, to do what he needs to do. But let me, let us be an owner, man. We'd have the Bob squad.
2: Yeah, we just got to gotta make some some sure we got the money to pay for it all. <laughs> and, right. and, and, and still get our money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'd have to find some bums off the streets. We'd have to find the Obis of the world. <laughs> Go back to your, you know your Auburn Hills days and, uh be cheerleader.
1: Wow, still so nostalgic right about now. I see where this is going. Yes.
0: Oh man, I guess we've uh we've uh, struck midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? But, <laughs> yeah, was falling off. <laughs> oh, getting sleepy. I tell you, getting old in my old age. But anywho, it was fun. But tell folks where they can find you.
2: Find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and the Gram at uh, J.E. Ross the number seven.
1: And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls.
0: You can find me on Twitter at uh, catdaddy1963. That's catdaddy1963 on Twitter, and I had to look at my handle because I forgot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you forgot?
0: <I> forget man. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like seven thousand tweets behind. I'm just kidding. This is how often I'm. Just gonna off and out. Oh man! But anyway, it's been fun. Uh, looking forward to what other chaotic stuff that's going to happen here. Uh, in the in waning days and weeks. But till then, folks, we love that you continue to stay with us when you could be doing so many different coronavirus-related activities, but yet you still manage to tune in and spend time with us for an hour out of your day on a Wednesday or Thursday. Sometimes Friday, depending on how busy or tired we are. When it's very back, um We appreciate you. We love you. Please continue to show your support. Throw us your questions. Concerns, comments, whatever it is that you have, we we'll make sure we But until next time, we'll just have to tune into another episode of Guys Shout
1: out to dame cover NBA 2K21. Them
0: bitch up in the playoffs.